Have you visited our newly updated website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com? On our website, we have links to all of our episodes, and you can also download the Roadmap to Financial Success that can help you to make your financial dreams a reality in your life. Also, if you've ever wondered what it's like to work with a financial advisor and would like to schedule a 30-minute conversation, um, email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. And we can set up a time where we can uh, talk either by Zoom. uh, If you're local, we can speak in person if you're comfortable. Or we can talk by telephone and we can discuss the financial issues that are keeping you up at night. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Wealth. It's an interesting word, and um, it's also even part of the title of our podcast. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes of our podcast, I have been asking guests what their meaning of true wealth is. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is kind of the the textbook definition of wealth. So Merriam-Webster defines wealth as the abundance of valuable material possessions or resources or abundant supplies. Um, But then you kind of go through Google and and you go through the Internet and you think about your own definitions of of what is true wealth. And and some of the best definitions that I've gotten of true, true wealth is the ability to live life on your own terms and freedom. So if you've listened to the last few episodes, I've asked our guests, hey, tell me what your definition of true wealth is. And and um, honestly, nobody's given a dollar amount. Nobody said, well, when I have a million dollars, I'll have true wealth or, or 100,000 or 10 million. Nobody's given that. Uh, everybody has given some version of freedom. Uh, everybody said that uh, when you're truly wealthy, you have freedom. Uh, that people mentioned love. People mentioned making a difference. So um, true wealth is something that we should all be seeking. And today I wanted to talk about some wealth killing mindsets and wealth killing actions that may be present in your life. They may be present in my life and they may be present in uh, some of the lives of your loved ones around you and around us. So the first one uh, is mindless spending and drifting and ignorance. So what does this mean? Well, if you think about it, no matter how much your income is, if you're mindlessly spending your income on possessions and material things, eventually, what are you going to lose? You're going to lose money. You're going to lose resources. And that causes you to lose freedom. And remember, freedom is one of the major tenets of, um, of true wealth. So, so drifting, nobody's ever drifted to the top. Think about in your own life and in our own lives where we are just mindlessly spending. Um, and that could—that's different for everybody, right? We all have different amounts of uh, of discretionary income, but um, it's really not about how much income you have. It's how you're how you're handling the income that you do have. And if 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 that were not true, we would never see any pro athletes, any rock stars, or any really wealthy people ever go bankrupt. So, where in your life are you mindlessly spending? Uh, some common areas are going out to eat, 
we have clothing, we have, um, you know, convenience stores, things like that, where we, where we might mindlessly spend and just little by little, penny by penny, dollar by dollar, $10 by $10, thousands of dollars by thousands of dollars. We just, uh, we just drift and we drift to where, uh, we're not moving in the direction of true wealth and our financial goals. A second uh, wealth-killing mindset slash uh, kind of actions that, uh, that, that we may have is uh, emotional investing decisions. Now, this is something that our firm talks a lot about is that we all need an investment process. We don't need to make investment decisions based on our emotions because let's face it. The media is out there putting out news and they're putting out news to get clicks and views and watches and um Positive news doesn't get clicks and watches. So the media is constantly bombarding us with negative news about how we're all going to go broke and and unemployment numbers are going to go through the roof and, and the markets are going to decline. And what does this do? Oftentimes it causes us to make irrational and emotional investment decisions. In 2020, when the stock market took a pretty steep dive, uh, the people that kept a rational mindset, maybe with the help of a financial advisor or maybe on their own and said, hey, you know what? I own some quality stocks. I own quality securities. Uh, we're going through uh, an unprecedented time with COVID, but um, the markets are not going to go to zero. I'm not going to lose all my money. And I do have a process. Well, guess what? Those people recovered back to even higher than where they were. Emotional investment decisions, they just they don't typically work out. So think about um, can you align yourself with either a financial advisor can you align your or can you align yourself with friends or family that can help you to make rational investment decisions. Uh, let's make decisions based on the quality of the investments that we're looking at. Uh, and let's not make um, investment decisions based on fear. Let's make them on uh, evidence and uh, information that just makes sense. And this over the long term, you're not going to be right all the time, but this over the long term will help you to not kill your wealth. Our number three wealth killing mindset is thinking about risk in the wrong ways. So again, as a financial advisor, and especially with some investors that are getting up in years in their 60s and 70s and 80s, their biggest definition of risk is losing money in my investments. And don't get me wrong, many types of investments, if they're uh, invested in securities or stocks or bonds, yes, there is a chance that they could over the short term or even over the long term decrease. But that's not the only type of risk. So let's look at some other types of risk that many of us have not addressed in our financial lives. So one of them is your insurance coverages, right? So if you cause a car accident, a major car accident, um, are you protected properly? Because let's face it, one missed stop sign and one car accident can cause millions of dollars worth of damage. And if you're not covered properly, uh, where's that money going to come from? Well, it's going to come from those investment accounts to pay for the damages uh, to the other party. Uh, as business owners, there's so many risks that you need to be worried about. Everything from cybersecurity to employment practices, liability, and everything in between. So think about those risks. Uh, think about the risks of not planning your estate properly and not speaking with an attorney about how to pass uh, how to pass your money to the next generations. Um, think about the risk of not outpacing inflation with your investments. 
Uh, inflation currently in 2021 is is creeping up. So if you're not earning four or five percent on your investments, you're actually losing purchasing power, which is in essence a decrease in your accounts. So don't just think about risk as an account losing value. Think about risk in all the other ways that it presents itself in liability exposures, in purchasing power, and in all the other forms that risk presents itself, and then develop some strategies to mitigate. You cannot typically eliminate all risk, but to mitigate risk, and this can include diversification. It could include working with a good insurance agent to help uh, to have the right type of types of insurance. It could mean help having some separate buckets of money where you have some cash for short-term needs and you have some other monies with different levels of risk and exposure to the markets. So again, this is complicated. I'm giving you a, a 30,000 foot uh, view, but don't just think about risk uh, when in, in terms of money as just the potential of losing account value because no, that is not the only form of risk and that can hurt uh, that can hurt your wealth. And lastly, if we're talking about the meaning of true wealth as having some sort of freedom element to it and happiness and joy, let's talk about something that robs us of that. And that's uh, that's victim mentality. And it's also lack of thankfulness. So I know that we all have daily problems and we have uh, things that uh, some of them are even legitimately problems. But do you know anybody who would trade places with you? Um, even from a financial standpoint would, um, or from a, just a health or a family standpoint? And the answer is probably yes. There are many people who, if they had the opportunity to step into your shoes, they would choose to do so. So let's always take acts of gratitude and thankfulness for where we are in life. And let's use that to enhance the amount of true wealth in our lives. Let's not look at the other people that have more money than us and and uh, or nicer things, and maybe even not even look at the social media posts where everybody has a perfect life on social media, right? I mean, that's kind of the purpose of social media in a lot of ways is just to show how awesome things are, but, but things are not perfect for everybody, but let's have attitudes of gratitudes every day, form some sort of ritual, whether it be journaling or just uh, just telling the people around, around you that you appreciate them and you appreciate your life. And I promise you, this will enhance the true wealth in your life. If any of these concepts, uh, if you feel like you're, you're drifting financially at any part of your life, uh, if you feel like you make emotional investment decisions or lack of investment decisions, a lot of people are afraid to invest because uh, of emotional reasons. Um, if you think about risk in the wrong way, or even if you have some uh, lack of thankfulness relating to money or any other parts of your life, hey, email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. Let's talk about it. Let's see if there are some next steps. Uh, um, I always look at money both from a technical standpoint, but also from an emotional standpoint. And my goal is to help my clients to have a better life and to enhance the quality of their life and the lives of those around them by how they handle their money. So until next episode, I wish you a blessed week.
The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.